Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. Today we're going to tackle the tough question of why do origins seem to shift and change along with power sets for the, the characters we love? Um, and what, what's the reasoning behind that? And I think we've got to go back a little bit. Not every character's origin has changed over the course of time. But sometimes they do. And I think more you see more of that in the comic book movies than you do in the comic books. Uh, why do I say that? So let's let's use an example. Um, in the first two Fantastic Four movies, well, let's look at the first Fantastic Four movie. That in that movie, the characters receive their powers by being bombarded by cosmic rays in a space station. Whereas in the original 1961 comic book, they were in a rocket that was bombarded by cosmic rays and sent to the Earth. And we talked about this a little bit when we talked about the Fantastic Four, how Doctor Doom was not part of that at all. But if you've ever only ever seen the movies, you think that's how things must have happened. And the newest uh, Fantastic Four movie is going to have them um, transporting themselves through another dimension to get their cosmic exposure versus the rocket. So it, it can be very confusing for a new comic book reader saying, well, I read this here, I see that there, why, why is that not connected? And a lot of that has to do with when these comic books were originally written. Uh, the, the comic books in the 60s were written with a space-age uh, nuclear bent to almost everything. And we talked about this a little bit in the past, but a lot of the characters received their powers either through radiation or through... Um, uh, Space exploration, things like that. Fantastic Four, exploring space. Uh, Spider-Man, radioactive spider. Uh, things like that. So that was really, it was really geared in that direction simply because that was the cool new thing. You got to remember, 1961 when the Fantastic Four was created, we hadn't put some, there had been a man in, uh, in space, and that was the novel thing. We hadn't reached the moon. Uh, Sputnik went up two years earlier in 1959, so it wasn't really like uh, all these people were um, – space was normal. It wasn't that – they hadn't grown up with that. So this was a new and novel. And you got to remember the, the 50s and the 60s were about space and aliens. And if you look back at some of those movies at the time, it was all about space and aliens and a little bit of the West. So that's what comic book writers drew on because that's what people wanted to see. So they drew it as to unique and different. Um, DC did a little bit more hard-boiled, and, and most of their main characters were created in the 30s and 40s. So they didn't really have the same origin types because they just weren't created at the same time. And I think that's the big issue you have to look at. So looking at when the, the, crea the characters were created can lead you a lot to how their origin uh, comes about. Now, a lot of people ask me about Wolverine. When Wolverine was created in 1975, there was no intention of him doing more than a one-shot, two-shot character as an Incredible Hulk. Uh, 
that was it. There was no expectation for anything further. When he was revived for the X-Men in 1977, that was more for uh, – that's because they wanted to make an international team of X-Men and they already had this character created and licensing for it. So it was an easy fill-in. But had he not existed, they still would have made the X-Men probably uh, with another character or who knows. So it was simple there. But at the time, there was no origin for Wolverine because there was no need for an origin for Wolverine. It was simply, let's put this character out there. Let's have him fight the Hulk. And that's it. When they brought him into the X-Men, they had to create some backstory for him. Remember, retcon, retroactive continuity. So they had to create some story for him and create a, a life around him, uh, much like the CIA would do with uh, create a false identity for a spy. Uh, they had to create the backstory of where this person came from. And it's no different with a comic book character. They, you can introduce them in page one, but if you if by, by uh, issue 20 or 30 you still don't know anything more about the character, it's very one-dimensional and it's hard to maintain any interest in that character. So over time... Part of part of what we like is mystery. If you watch any um, thrillers, in movies, or read a page-turning thriller book, you don't need to know everything up front. And we actually prefer that. We prefer to be some mystery. We don't want everything exposed uh, when the first couple of pages because there's nothing further to read. We're reading further or we're watching a movie further because we want to know who did it, what happened, how did this come about. You know, I think that's a, that's a big storytelling element, and Wolverine was perfect for that because he was mysterious because he really didn't know. Uh, it wasn't until the early 2000s when he had some trade paperbacks, which actually explored his origin, and honestly created most of it out of whole cloth. This didn't, this hadn't been expressed anywhere else uh, prior to Wolverine Origins. That that's when it became about. So the origins change as the situations change. And I think that's what you have to remember when you're looking at origins of uh, superhero characters. They're very fluid. Uh, yes, they exist in a similar fashion, but at the end of the day, does it get the get it done to make it work for the story? Um, looking at the Avengers movie, the first Avengers movie, those characters didn't come together like that anywhere in the comic books. A little bit in the Ultimate Universe. We've never talked about that, and it's going away, so I'm not sure if we will. But it was not the, the mainstream um, continuity of Marvel. Uh, and that brings us to another topic here real quick. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is not the same as the Marvel Comic Universe. That's been made more clear recently that these two are similar and they have similar characters, but they are not exactly the same. So what you see in a comic book won't necessarily be translated onto uh, the movies because they want them to have their own freedom to do their thing. So if you've listened to Joss Whedon talk about the Avengers, he took some elements from the Avengers and he combined them to make what he wanted to make. So if you're a diehard comic book fan, you're going, oh, that's not really what I wanted to hear. I wanted to recreate everything I've ever seen here. That's probably not the case. So you can get past that and understand that it's probably just not going to happen. Uh, they want some freedom. As a movie maker, they want some freedom to do something. They don't want everything scripted for 50 years that they have to follow exactly. It just doesn't It doesn't entice anybody with any talent as a movie maker to do. So it's okay they are two different things with similar characters, same name characters for the most part, 
might have similar power sets, might have different power sets. You just have to roll with it. it, it you got to be flexible, and it's, it's okay. Uh, the fact that it's on screen means there's money being made, which means there's money being put in back into the comic books, hopefully to tell more in future stories that we want to enjoy. So it's important it's important for you to understand that when you're going through. But origins change. That's, that's the overarching theme. Origins can change as needed in the comic books. Uh, characters come and go as, as needed to suit the story. Retroactive continuity, as we said again. The other part of that is changing power sets. And the Marvel Universe hasn't been as bad about this. Uh, Superman is the is a quintessential uh Power set changer. Uh, when he started, he couldn't. He could jump and and uh, run over, run fast, but he couldn't fly. Then he could fly, and then he could get powers to suit the purpose of whatever was needed. And there was no reason they were. You never heard about him again. That's a lot of what you see with Superman in the Marvel universe. You don't tend to see that nearly as often, um, or it seems to be explained a little bit better. Look at the Beast from the X Men. He starts out as a human. He takes a formula to enhance himself that makes him blue and furry. Seems a little strange when you think about it. You're already a mutant. You've already got powers. Now suddenly you take a formula to do what exactly? Uh, a little weak, but it it gave him a different storyline. Gave him the outcast, I, I'm a freak, that kind of thing. Uh, the important thing with that was... It allowed the artist, and if you've ever looked at the Beast as he's drawn by his contemporaries, if you looked in Uncanny X-Men and then the X-Men and, and all that, he's drawn differently. I mean, vastly differently. When he was in the Avengers and the early X-Men after he turned blue, it was similar. Some, some of the same artists, some who actually worked hard to craft him in a similar fashion. By the early 2000s, he looked different from book to book. It, it, it was unbelievable. And they would explain it away as a mutation, but you'd go back to the other book and the next time he was in it, he'd look like he used to. So it's very strange, but it allows some, from the, some of that diversity. It's kind of like the James Bond. It's the same name, but it's a different actor every couple years. And you still are believable that this is James Bond, even though we know we're Doctor Who. Same character, just changed for the purposes of we can't keep the same actor in here forever. Same thing with the the Beast. Now, talking about that power set change, the person who seems to exemplify that the most in my estimation is Thor. And it's not so much Thor's power, it's the abilities of his hammer. Because over the years, he's been given abilities for his hammer to uh, cut a hole in time or uh, transport across the universe. It's used once or twice and then it's never used again. And it seems like they just added powers to Thor's hammer and explained it away as, oh, it's magic and I've always been able to do this. Why didn't you know that? Uh, that kind of thing. A little strange, but he's the, he's probably the worst offender in the Marvel universe. The reality is that the, the artists and the uh, writers need some props once in a while to tell their story. And it's a cheap gimmick to get that done but they they still do it because it helps them advance the story you don't look at it too closely because you can get caught up in well that doesn't fit with this and that 
don't don't read it that closely. It's it's a general guideline. Enjoy it for what it is, and you'll enjoy the story much more. If you start to nitpick about how this doesn't work, and I, I, I'm guilty of this myself, I'll be watching a TV show that doesn't work that way. Why the? It's it's a cheap gimmick from writers to advance the story. Accept it as that. If you never see it again, you'll probably forget it even happened over a period of time, and you won't really get caught up in it. But that does happen. Um, power sets do change occasionally. Sometimes due to mutation. Sometimes due to uh, the thing changing shape because from the Fantastic Four because you got exposed to further cosmic radiation. It just gives some more conflict and change. Uh, in the comics to to make to change them up a little bit because they get they get stale. If it was the same story, I woke up, I, I'm, I'm orange and crusty, and I break stuff, and I say clobber in time, and that's it. You need a little bit more than that. So he's got to have conflict. Spider Man has to have conflict in the Marvel universe. All the characters have to have conflict. They have to be human beings first and superheroes second. And in the DC universe, it's more there about superheroes first and human beings second. And you don't get a lot of that depth always in the DC universe. You get more about their adventures. Whereas in the Marvel universe, it's really about them as people. And they just happen to have superpowers. And how do they deal with that? How do they get along? And what's their lives like outside of um, outside of being a superhero? So it's interesting. I'm glad somebody brought this question up because I think it's important uh, to con- Concern yourself with it. The movies are going to be different than the comic books, but does not make one better, one worse. Powers do change. Origins tend to change over time. uh, And the type of origin the character has tends to reflect the time period in which they were created. So keep that in mind when you're reading a character. The, The more back history they've got, the more back issues, the richer their history is. And you might some, find some inconsistencies, and that's what an editor-in-chief is supposed to try to avoid. But sometimes you just can't if you want to move the character along. Um, so I hope that helped. I hope that uh, answered the question that was given. And I hope that uh, you get a little more appreciation for the comics and the movies and understand that they're bringing more and more um, comics and comic book characters to life on the screen and in the books that we can enjoy. So that's the whole purpose. Uh, buy the comic books, enjoy them, and they'll keep making more. just want to remind people, if you can uh, give me some recommendations on iTunes, uh, hopefully five stars, maybe it's four, maybe it's three. If, it's, if you have a problem with what I'm putting out, please let me know. If there's questions you have, please let me know. Uh, next week, we're going to have a question and answer. I've got some questions I want to go over for people, but uh, hopefully that will answer some additional questions people may have had. But please rate us on iTunes. That's how we know that we're doing a good job. That's how people find us. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, if I could tell you anything, tell a friend. Have them listen to us. These episodes aren't very long. They're pretty quick, and uh, you can kind of get in and get out pretty easily. So hope you've enjoyed this. I'm Chad, and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>